Previously on Finish It, Space Vampire. Then a flash of light, the ship has been blown to bits along with the Space Vampire. Yes! You'll get a hero's welcome if you get rescued. Unfortunately, it's five billion miles to Earth. The end. But like those escape pods have to have some sort of like emergency distress beacon or something. Why on Earth don't have to go pick you up? I feel like they'd be like, oh, I've got a, got a distress signal here. What kind of ship is it from? Eh, it's a Class D scout ship. What's the rating of the uh, space cadet? <laughs> Anybody lead on board? No. No. <laughs> Dude, I just said it's a Class D. <laughs> I'm Matt Yule. Hi, I'm Chris Yule. Welcome to Finish It, a completionist choose your own adventure podcast. Every page, every ending, every book, every day. <laughs> every day. This is the second day in the row that we've recorded. We are doing um, two episodes back to back. For a big wise. secret reason that somebody will find out one time at, at some point in the future. Yeah, we're front-loading a little bit because we've got a little bit of an exciting project that's going to take a little bit of our time, which you'll find out about later. Yeah, which doesn't matter because that we said this like a week and a half ago. You're, that's, you're tripping my brain. Stop Wait, tripping like, my brain. You're giving me full trips. We Yeah, like a week. It's been a whole week and a half since we said this. It's, I'm so tripped. <laughs> I'm completely tripped now. <laughs> I'm tripped out. Let's let's do let's do a segment so I don't feel so tripped We're out. We're gonna well, you know mile out on a segment. What's up? <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tease, How have you tease. been since two and o'clock? Two o'clock in the morning. Since two o'clock this, this morning. morning, I've been good. I went to work. I was very tired. Did, were you um, productive? Tried to. Yeah, I was productive. Of course, I nice. was productive. Okay. Uh, went to the Y on my lunch break. Did the elliptical. Why so I, not? I'm a, uh, I'm a health nut, as you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, came home, had pizza. Uh, You're so also a pizza nut. I'm also a pizza nut. You could be a little bit of an alcohol nut. A bit of an alcohol nut. Yeah, all these things are fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No big day. Big day nice. so far. Tried to get out of doing this tonight, mm. but uh, couldn't. How'd that it. go? So here. What we happened? Um, you said no. You know what? It's out of my hands. It was out of my hands. I wish there was. I wish there was I something I could do. I get it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm happy we're doing this now. I, I'm. I have more energy than I thought it would. So I'm ready. I'm Both ready of to those rock. two things really sounded like a lie. <laughs> Which two? That I'm happy. Where you and said that, that you're happy energy? you're doing it and that you have energy. Yes. The listeners. No, are it's totally you, true. Okay. I want to hear from them. Yeah. We put a lot of love into the world with the last episode, and I think you and I are still recovering from that a little bit. It was all, yeah, it was a lot of love. I feel like it was maybe too much love. And we I took a lot of our love energy and, and yeah. ripped it out of our bodies and, and sent it onto the airwaves, and so that's a little draining. Yeah, we're pretty much out of love now. Yeah. That was mostly it for the day. This episode might be a little more hateful. We'll try to keep it <laughs> toned down. Um, how was your read? Um, you know, it was, uh, I, I, as usual, I'm afraid that you did the same thing I did because I feel like, uh, I think you're just traumatized be tricky. from the one I'm time really, we I'm did deeply it. traumatized from that, that time. But I think also, um, with this book, it's actually kind of fun to read and yeah. the stuff that I want to do. Like, I remember, I think I remember all the reads that we've done because I like the stories. Yeah. It's actually Which easier means, to remember. We also still haven't done a ton of them yet. Yeah. So I think um, there are 
specific things that we probably both want to do that like yeah. especially just doing this yesterday yeah the stuff probably popped out for you like it did for me that i was like well i'm gonna do that tomorrow yeah and i did and i bet double, you did the you same thing it and you're like maybe i shouldn't do it because maybe matt's gonna do it yeah and then i'm like maybe that's just what he wants me to do yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> man i'm way more devious than i thought we're playing it's we're playing a chess game with each other yeah by chess ourselves game <laughs> on the edge of the abyss what about your how did your read go my read yeah was it exactly the same as mine or do you i know? did forget to do it before yeah, we recorded so i did had to i had to <laughs> scramble which is good because it didn't give me a chance to overthink it and i think right. that's where we get into trouble All right, perfect. um I, I, it was interesting yeah I feel a little disappointed at the moment. I'm curious to see how you feel about it, if you're in the same kind of headspace as me. That sounds awesome. It was still better than any other <laughs> book we've read so yeah. far, but, <laughs> but yeah. All right, cool. Well, do you want to jump into a segment? This one, um, since we're all out of love, this one is a little more mean-spirited. Not too much. Okay. It's not that kind of podcast. All right. Let's drop um, the bop. Yeah, do that should jangle. Should I, said I drop this bop? Drop That's the cool bop, please. Please drop the bop. These are the top five things of the week. Top five. Space Vampire Top Five Things of the Week. Space Vampire Top Five. Space Vampire Top Five. Very you spookified it. So there's lots of fun top five things we could do with this book because it's such a fun book. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to write an official title for this because I was going to come up with something creative. Well, here we go. So the top five things this week are the most memorable science situations. Most memorable science situations. Yeah. That's catchy. This book has a whole lot of real halfway to science science. A okay. lot, of, lot of sentences that sound good but are not, can't be science. Can I, I know you probably have a list or the list are already, but can I tell you one of my favorite? Details? Yeah, yeah. It's probably it might be in here, but there. give it to me. It's just that the um the consistent blacking out with every time you go into warp speed. <laughs> it's probably on the list. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Let's No, let's it's, do, it's not, here, I'll not do it. by itself. There there's number a, five. Wait, is I'm not first. we're gonna do some honorable oh. mentions first. Things that sorry, sorry. are great, but not the top five five. Um things like things that are that make the book wonderful are things like the M thirty FFG. What's the M30? Oh, the, FFG the is the generator. force field generator. That's right. What's the M30? Oh, M30 is just the name. Okay. Yeah, and the M33 is a sensor. There's M30 force field generator, M33 sensor for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it came I like three the later, way, that's all. I like the way that, yeah, exactly. I like the way that uh, they just he just puts the word space in front of things. Space no launch, diggity. space hangar, even though it's on the planet. Mm-hmm. Space um, hangar. That's a classic the best, move. Best misuse of it. Yeah, <laughs> Code 11 is good. Osprey is a great code name. Arguably, Space Vampire is a misuse of that. <laughs> they live on a planet. It's just so sloppy. They're, They're just, I mean, They are vampires. They are Akbarians. They're right. an alien species. That actually brings us to the next thing, which is parallel evolution, which makes me insane. Oh, yeah. Because, no, one. this is not parallel. I have to read to you a bit about parallel evolution. Oh, thanks from for the, the science lesson. <laughs> Darker Rivaldi. It is actually no, I was Dr. Rivaldi. I was saying it to you. I was telling you thanks for the same. And I got it. I tried to deflect. So you're looking, you're looking at the vampire spaceship when you guys got on the vampire spaceship, remember, mm. to steal it? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, the controls are a lot like our own. And she says, I think this is an instance of parallel evolution, which it is not. 
Each of us has developed our technologies in the most efficient way, and since there is, in general, only one most efficient way, our respective artifacts resemble each other. This is stupid. Uh, there's uh, maybe one efficient way for bipedal creatures with two arms. That might be true, that they would come up with the most efficient way. But the idea that these people from this Akbar planet uh, uh, evolved to be people-shaped people who drink people blood is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But that doesn't matter because space vampires are cool. I am looking up the actual definition of parallel evolution. Yeah. And it says parallel evolution. Um, <laughs> when two or more species uh-huh. <laughs> create similar spaceships. Pretty <laughs> So I think he actually had it right. I guess I must be thinking Judging of something by the else. actual definition. So you're probably thinking of something else. And the final uh, uh, honorable mention goes to the chronometer, um, which is <laughs> just so deeply abused throughout the book. <laughs> It's not. I don't know. It's even abused. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. The terminology is abused because I have. It's just I have a so theory about chronometer. Why you don't call it a clock is because clocks are on Earth for Earth, and chronometers are just like oh, measure space. Like time. Maybe it's not twenty four hours. It just keeps going up. <laughs> it just keeps going <laughs> what time up. is it? Thirteen million eight hundred and four thousand and two. Can you imagine making 15. like the schedule for the week? <laughs> like, okay, the morning meeting is at 259 <laughs> today, and then tomorrow it'll be at 270, no, 283. Yeah. And then the next day, the morning meeting will be at 307. <laughs> and then somebody raises that. their hand and like, do we have to call it the morning meeting? And would be like, no, you know what? Let's call it the every 15 hours meeting and just be back here every 15 hours. Oh, All man, right, so everything let's, let's... your entire life would be every blank hours. <laughs> that would that, yeah. if you get off by a minute, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done for the rest of your life. There's no you way to get re- back on track. <laughs> you have to remember something you do every 233 hours. Can you imagine being on time to class in the <laughs> Space Force, cadet? <laughs> it's tricky. That's why you. That's why they're so highly trained. All right, give me a number five. Number five. On right, page twenty, mm. Captain Field says. Hyperstations. Then you move to the braces. Almost instantly, you black out as the X2 shifts into hyper mode. That's just a strong couple of sentences. Hyperstations. You move to the braces. Almost instantly, you black out as the X2 shifts into hyper mode. Very good. A lot of science-y sounding stuff. Plus, you got blacking out, which is very, very good. Yeah, very good. Going through this book, looking for these things. You black out so much. Everybody blacks out all the time. I I don't think, I I certainly don't think I've had a read without at least one blackout. No. And and they usually have multiple blackouts, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, number four. Great sentence. Hyper mode, hyper stations. I like that. I also like the simplicity of going to your hyper stations when you go into hyper mode. Yeah. Hyper mode is faster than light travel, but I don't know what meta speed is. That I'm very curious about. Is that, that like I guess not you're quite on the outside mode? of speed? Like you're outside of it, kind of looking at yourself, watching how fast you're going. <laughs> depending on how how you do at that, that decides how fast you go. I think that's right. I like hyper hyper stations for hyper mode. Do you think lunchtime is called lunch mode, and that's when you go to your lunch stations? <laughs> Captain Field says lunch stations, and you move to the lunch braces. <laughs> you move to the lunch and almost braces. instantly you black out. <laughs> As a plate of lasagna slides in front of your face. All right, say Dessert number four. Stations. Dessert stations. Um, number number four. Awesome. On page eighty-four, Captain McNair says, "While we're gone, maintain orbit at present course using radar shields. We'll find you through logarithmic tracking." Then you say, "Will you keep in touch by radio?" 
<laughs> which is like, it was just like, I feel like that kid is sabotaging Edward Packard with that sentence. <laughs> Edward Packard is like, no, man, logarithmic, tra- it's cool. Stop with the radio. All right, you ready for number three? Was, wait, 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 wait. I just want to look at that for a second. Maintain okay. orbit. We'll find you through logarithmic tracking. Yeah. They don't need oh, to know where you actually are. Because you're maintaining are. orbit at present course. Yeah, so they're using a logarithm to guess. We'll find you through math. He could have said yeah. we'll find you with math. Because <laughs> yeah. of space. Yeah, okay. Number two. Three, number three. Sorry. Number three. <laughs> on page 89, uh, you prepare to nice. hype out on an oblique course and leave the vampire marooned in deep space. Oh, I love it. What's a hype out on an oblique course? Okay, hype out is going into hyper mode probably, right? Yeah, it's just like the cool way of saying I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally hype out tonight. Yeah, yeah, I gotta prepare to hype out. Strap me into this chair. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my drink stations and hype out. Yeah, put a couple of Kleenex up my nose because I always get that nosebleed. What's an oblique course? It's like it's a course in an oblique angle to whatever you're flying what is- about around. I guess. Can I ask you what oblique means without? Can't you just look it up? Why I gotta know everything? Oblique, um, neither parallel nor at a right angle. Yeah, kind of in the middle. Way. Oh, so anywhere in the middle. Yeah. I didn't actually ever know that. It must mean something else. Uh, denoting any case other than the normative or the vocative. <clears throat> no, I don't like it. I better look up vocative. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you're gonna hype out on that oblique course. Okay, yeah. That vampire that. just out in deep space by himself. You ready for number two? Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is we'll say number two. Number two. Really good. No. On page seven, six dash eight dash three dash three dash eight dash one R. You punch in the emergency takeoff code. Microseconds after you hit the last key, the K1 leaps forward. You're out of the hangar. The craft is tilting into launch aspects. You hear a siren. The guard robots are in the air. Love it. Guard robots are awesome. That's a great science moment beginning to end. Yep. You remember in your head, emergency takeoff code. Uh, it doesn't take right seconds for the K1 to leap forward. It takes microseconds. Microseconds. This is the K1 which is better. About. I feel like at first you probably had space seconds. <laughs> Space seconds later, but uh, yeah, he went with microseconds, which was an improvement. Yeah, probably the editor was like, "Hey, it says seconds later the K one leaps forward. Are you measuring that on the chronometer?" And Edward Packard is like, "Oh no, wait, chronometers only measure microseconds." And the editor <laughs> shot himself in the face. Uh, I've to, I've to invent a whole new meter now. I'm gonna yeah. I gotta go back. It's gonna take me a couple months. Um, I think the craft is tilting into launch aspect. Yeah. Is one of my favorites because it doesn't have any big, stupid words. Yeah. Like it's all like really simple, chill it's words tight. And, no, and no made up words. Yeah. It's it like NASA sounds stuff. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. The craft is tilting into launch aspect. Unlike Space Academy, which is in high orbit around Mars, right. uh, but positioned in such a way that it can blast off without any tr- uh, any friction. Was it going to have? I don't even know. Friction. Isn't it in outer space if it's in high orbit? Probably space friction. Is there some atmosphere there? Maybe there's some atmosphere there. Maybe. I mean, pull from the gravity and from orbit. Yeah, that could be. Orbits, the drink? Yeah, orbits, is they're, it's great. That's a thing. Guard robots are good. Number one. Uh, this also comes from page 26, which you will remember from um, the... Um, well, I don't remember. Oh, it was a different one. I didn't actually use it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, um, so this is from page 26, the first time we're checking out a page 26 thing. Uh, computer. Display basic data, you command. 
The following information appears instantly on the screen. Course 48-22-16. Speed C, the square root of negative 5. Fuel reserve, 3 days. That's just showing off. So my... That's just a big gamble. That's just like, I'm just going to put some nonsensical (laughs) mathematical symbols on here. (laughs) Most people will enjoy it. Yeah. It was so nice that we got that page with Eli. So he was like, the speed of light when the square root of negative five and then we were like oh yeah yeah c is the speed of light obviously yeah he knows we, we knew that too i would have read that i wouldn't even read those words i would have skipped right past it but now i know that it's insane because i was trying we should to have up. admitted our ignorance and pumped him from your information did you look it up yeah i tried i was like i'll do some investigation and figure this out so i you can't get a square root of a negative number i mean you can but it's it doesn't make any sense by which i mean i i well maybe that's meta speed and it i've learned that both you cannot get the square root of a negative number okay but also if you want to <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah you use i so it's like it's 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 ridiculous it doesn't make any sense this kind of this part of algebra did not make any sense to me that's the messed up thing about math the higher up you go the more it's kind of like whatever <laughs> people are like yeah you do this, this, and this cannot and this. be true like, unless yeah, but, you do it a different way right and then it and can't be true you're like but what do you now that you have that the square root of negative five is five i what now what and like there isn't anything that's just you use that for something else i don't have anything else <laughs> math right <sighs> so i've always said math sucks <laughs> yeah two plus two equals whatever i'm a guy who uh, reads choose your own books i wrote all of that on all my math textbooks <laughs> <laughs> the paper part, the brown paper part on the outside. I wouldn't deface an actual Oh, yeah, textbook. no. Obviously. That was a great top five. Yeah, so the top five is... Really great. Weird math. But I think I you're right. Maybe it. that does measure meta speed, and that's what's up. That's why you got that But we'll never know. Math. We'll never yeah. know, because Edward Packer will not reveal his, his secrets, because he refuses to come on the podcast, if anybody knows him. Oh, don't say that. He's my hear. <laughs> he, he, like, that could be the last straw, where he's like, okay, that's it. I'm calling the lawyers, and you're this welcome is to over. have. You're welcome to be on any time, <laughs> and we can work this out. Yeah, as soon as you can We're solve for it, the speed of light. <laughs> as soon as you can solve for it, square root and negative radical five. negative five. I love it. I love it. All right, should we dive in? Let's do it. All right. There is a first sentence, and it is a really big first sentence. Every once in a while, I remember that you always tend to write a song of the first sentence. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's going to be a beast, man. Yeah, it's not going to be catchy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried really hard to make the other ones catchy to make it they easy were. to remember. They this were. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not catchy. You're it's just more gonna of go a it once. free-flowing jazz thing. Jazz. That's a great jazz odyssey. Yeah. Unless I can do a Jimmy Buffett thing. That's the other thing I'm attempting. That's such a good idea. But it's hard. It's hard. It doesn't fit, but it will be very There's good. no meter. Okay. Hang in there. Basking under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach. I still want to know what tapes of surf. It's just the sound of the ocean. Basking under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach. You Um, think about all you've been through lately. And then then it goes to heck. Yeah, training in the asteroid belt. Training in the asteroid belt. (laughs) Then the slalom race around Saturn, weaving through its high-velocity rings. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, it falls apart. Yeah. And finally surviving with no equipment, nothing but a light gravity spacesuit during three-week trials on Jupiter's largest moon. Jupiter's largest moon, of course, is Franco. Its smallest moon is 
Petunia. Jupiter's largest moon is Ganymede, obviously. That's what did I say? You didn't say anything because I cut it all out to make myself sound really smart like I answered <laughs> smart, it right away. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you, you've done your four years at the Space Academy. You're pretty sure you're going to be at the top of the class. You did your time. Now it's time to do the crime. <laughs> that's that's um, the Space Force way. So uh, you, you hardly left your uh, Hawaiian beach party uh, when um, you get a Code 11. You got to drop everything and go see Director Neff in his cool office. Mm-hmm. Because he has got a job for you. Have you ever heard of space vampires? And you're like, yes, we've done this a bunch. <laughs> Bring it! I'm living a loop. I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah. But the question yeah, not a Groundhog Day loop. It's that one with Tom Cruise where he is. A, he's got a robot or something. Yeah, the one and that he does. They he does the fights it. with the aliens over and over. The one where the log line is "Live, Die, Repeat." I can't remember the name of the actual movie because they hit it. I really liked it. I can't remember either. They're it was a, a delightful sequel. romp. Yeah. All right. So you got two options. Go after that space vampire or take a little trip to Barnard Star to see what's up. Is this suitable for colonization? Only you or anyone else could find out. I think we're at a place where we are just going after the space vampire now. Mm-hmm. We're done. We have I a believe branch. You're we can burn that branch off. I'm going to rip that piece of page out. Oh. I'm going to do it. Messed up. That was the last draw. Edward Packard's on his way. Oh, no. All right. Uh, so we head to the X2, but not. But before then, Maurice, head cook, hands yeah. us some garlic, which is like you couldn't give me like some chocolate bars? Yeah, come on, man. Or like, I don't know, what do they have? <laughs> do they have like powdered milkshake? Dried blood. In the future? Dried blood? Sure. Why not? I've been thinking about it. I think Dr. Vivaldi and that kid would be fine eating that dried blood. Like they wouldn't want to do it, but it's got to be, it's got something in it you could live on. You get scurvy, I guess, maybe. Here, I'll just do it. I'll do a, um... <laughs> you be Is careful. it a good Google or a sad Google? Hey, we just hope it's not a bad Google. Can you eat blood? Is this Google? <laughs> Ew, yeah, I guess. It's safe to drink blood. Blood, seeming, blood feeding in humans seems to be more common than you would think. Oh. That's unfortunate. Very small, small amounts. Well, this keeps. There's some loading, some ads. Hold on a second. Let me try a different Don't Google. Allow. Turns out sucking blood isn't just fiction. Okay, it's very small amounts, and if the blood is free from pathogens, well, obviously, it's blood free from might pathogens. not harm you. Beyond that, watch out. Okay, okay, blood. The strange fact is, blood when drank is toxic. Oh. When confined to places where blood is supposed to be, heart vessels, so on, it's essential for life. But when ingested, it's a different story. Um, but, 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 but the more you drink, the more harmful. Blood is oh. so rich in iron uh, that it makes poison. You're drinking iron, basically. <laughs> You're drinking like metal. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, liver damage, buildup of fluid and lungs, dehydration, nervous disorders. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I don't think you could survive on blood. Okay, well, so I guess I was wrong about that. That was a terrible Google and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are. If you're thinking of sampling human blood, make sure there's a doctor handy for you, not your victim. <laughs> Love the internet. Uh, so what okay, was that? So Is that a good Google or a sad Google? It's kind of a sad Google. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it because it definitely there was definitely a context to that article of like a lot of people need to know this information needs to get out there because <laughs> people are having problems. All right, it's 0700 hours. You are ready for space launch. 
with Captain Rick Field, Navigator Serena Fine, and Communicator Jake Spade. I'm feeling a little sad today. <laughs> hey, you look like you have something on your mind. <laughs> um, all right, so you, you just left, and all of a sudden the Canopians are like, I'm going to get you, and here they come. And what are you going to do? Uh, the uh, Captain Field wants to know, if you ever want to take command of a starship, you got to convince him, and you know what's up. You go you fight the Canopians? fight them Canopians? Them? I am hungry for alien blood. Whoa. So I'm going to go punch some Canopians. Unbelievable. Not me. I'm out running those nope. guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess you're just scared of punching aliens. No. Yes. Yeah. I am. I've, I feel like I would be worried about that. I'd be like, I don't know what it's going to feel like. Yeah. The potential my hand? Uh, geopolitical repercussions. Uh-huh. It's going to haunt um, me. Yeah. You get a lot of trouble with a lot of different places. Uh, So take me on a journey, Matt. Okay. I could do that. So off to page 20, Wait, wise my decision, Osprey. I don't, oh, I don't know. Did you want to go first? Uh, I guess we don't really take I think I went first last time because I had such a short... Well, let me do No, mine, I went second last is... time. It, 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 I can go first this time. Okay. It was, yeah, it was not even... Not even... <laughs> not even like 12 hours ago. Hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so this is where a captain says, hyperstations, you move the braces and instantly black out as you shift into hyper mode. <laughs> You come too. You're almost at the Petya already, and it's like, oh, yes. I'm glad I came too, just in time. Uh, mm-hmm. You get a message from the Petya. They're like, everybody is dying at night. The shrivel <laughs> bodies are here in the morning. The, the morning, night. Yeah, sure. Um, Maybe cool the spaceship Mike. slowly spins so that it is facing the sun for like <laughs> half of it for like 12 hours. Are all spaceships have a micro star that orbits around the spaceship? Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, all right, so and it's one person's job to drive that in a slow circle yeah. around the spaceship. <laughs> but like with a remote control thing, you have to just not fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so our communicator Jack suggests we shoot the spaceship. Yeah, he's onto um, something. The captain thinks that somebody must have a better idea. Maybe me, perhaps. Oh, so yeah, should we you? board the Petya, or should we wait till it lands on Earth to check I'm gonna it out? I'm going to try and guess. I'm going to guess that you land on Earth. Nope, I'm sorry. We Dang. board the Petya in space. Good, good, good. Because I want some action. All right, so I'm now Captain action. Field. Young, <laughs> space Captain action. Field's looking at me again, and he's saying, hey, we need a victim to, we need somebody to pose as a victim for the vampire so we can catch them when they're most vulnerable, right when their bloodlust is way too much. Okay. Um, so it's up to me to either volunteer as a victim or decide not to volunteer as a victim. Wait, wait, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Volunteer as a victim or not volunteer as a victim. Huh. I think you volunteer. I'm afraid not. I chose not oh. to volunteer as the victim. Okay. So he's like, uh, Captain Field's like, I'm afraid you don't deserve an elite rating. I'm transferred. Dang. And here I am with the adjutant. Uh, and he says, hey, you, you, uh, you're you a good pilot. You like planet exploration. Got a couple sure. options. You want to go yeah. on the Caliban to explore a newly discovered planet in the Akbar system? Then. Or do you want... To stay in our own solar system and fly a single-seat Nimbus patrol craft. It's one of the newest and fastest in the Space Force. Oh, tell me you opened up that Nimbus. I opened up the Nimbus. Off Harry to Potter in space. <laughs> Harry Potter in space. Play that new page thing, man. Come on. I, to, I wasn't going to do this time because it's like... Okay. I got a bunch. New page. That's you can just do it one time even though I have a bunch. Not All do right. a bunch. Three weeks later, you're on a mission... In your own Nimbus, a single-seat oh. ion-propelled mini-craft with fusion mode accelerants. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
This got fusion mode accelerant? <laughs> it does. Damn. Uh, your mission is to patrol the solar system in extra Martian or- orbit and intercept any intruders. So your job is flying around in a cool spaceship. Around Mars? Outside of Mars. All around the whole solar system, just outside of Mars's orbit, making sure nobody swings by and tries to invade. Because, you know, Space Academy is right there. And, oh, and you're just like a scout. You're kind of like a... Yeah, you're, you're a scout. Kind of on guard duty, but in a fun, cool spaceship. Exactly. Your firepower is limited. Your shields would hardly deflect modern laser guns, but your craft is the most maneuverable in the solar system, and your radar equipment is state-of-the-art. Oh, Most I of the it. time, you're going to like this part. Most of the time, you're able to relax, sleep, watch 3D videos, study Space Force manuals, play computer whoa, whoa, whoa. games. How many Ds that video's got? 3D. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Nice. You got the, the imitation sun. Yeah. Um, but you get to play computer games and enjoy the stunning beauty of space. Oh, nice. Pretty sweet gig. That's pretty rad. But three days into your mission, a musical tone tells you that a priority message has been received. As you read it, you realize you're about to have the challenge of your life. The space vampire tricked the Space Force assault team, captured the X-2, killed everyone in the crew, (gasps) and is headed for the Omega Colony orbiting Mars. And that's what you get for taking away my elite rating. It captured the X-2. Killed everybody. Which is the ship that you were on with Rick and Serena and Jack. Mm Mm-hmm. It somehow got on board that off the Mm -hmm. bed. It got onto the X-2, and then now is taking that back towards Mars? That's right. He's coming Towards to Mars to base? get the colony there, the Omega colony oh, that orbits Mars. Dang. You enter instructions into your So computer. there's a whole colony. I'm sorry. There's a whole colony orbiting yeah. Mars. It's not Presumably built up around the Space Academy. Got right? it. Got it. Got it. Those yeah. crazy kids have to go out and get their soda pops somewhere. Yep. Got it. Go to the old space soda fountain. <laughs> yeah. The space church. like a space phosphate. <laughs> Where's the space soda jerk? Yeah. It's this horrible space service. <laughs> It's good. I can do this all Do you night. have a space you table a for a space too? <laughs> we need some space caddy. I'm sorry. We don't serve your space kind here. <laughs> Fair enough, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I prove your space rules and your space bigotry. <laughs> uh, you enter instructions into your computer. Intercept X2. Display intersect data. Advise tactical considerations. Mm. The computer responds in seconds. I love Time it. to intercept. Three hours, 14 minutes. Okay. Turn to page 68. I guess Sounds I will. Bad. 68, nice. Uh, <laughs> the only way you can defeat the space vampire is to destroy him before he destroys you. Sure. That's not really the way to defeat the vampire, but right. that's true. Well, I mean, if <laughs> it is true, yes. <laughs> it's like the only way to win is to the defeat way, him. The only win to not lose. The only yeah. way to not, <laughs> not die. The only way to not die. The only die. way to win against a space vampire is to make him lose against you before you lose against him. His craft is faster, but yours is more space maneuverable. Space chess. Space chess. The problem is that you can't fire laser guns until you're within a few million miles of the X-2. That tracks. And you're going to have a lot of trouble getting that close. Once mm-hmm. the vampire sees you're on it, uh-oh. I guess this is okay. Once the vampire sees you're on intercept course, he can accelerate and leave you far behind. Mm. Your computer tells you the vampire will pick you up on his optical scanner in 127 minutes at a range of 2.4 million miles. It will then take him only 3.7 seconds to calculate that you're on an intercept co- on intercept course. I hope you're good with that chronometer. <laughs> Uh, during that period, you'll have to do something smart, something to trick him into getting within range. So what? I got two options. What? <laughs> oh, you got two options. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. So this if kid you had two to ideas. 
try to lure the vampire closer by sending a distress signal. That's page 59. Sure, okay. If you decide to bluff the vampire into thinking you have a faster ship and order him to surrender, that's page 52. Mm, that's a tough bluff. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably convince him it's faster, but you're not going to convince him it's stronger or like... It's a pretty bad bluff for a little kid to be like, my spaceship is a lot better than yours, mister. <laughs> you better <laughs> my dad pull could her up over. Your dad. <laughs> yeah. um, what'd you do? I decided to bluff. <laughs> nice. Uh, surrender or else I have a faster ship and longer range, you radio the vampire. You wait anxiously for a reply. All right, don't fire, I'll surrender. The vampire's oh, voice trick. comes out of the speaker. He's so Very tricky. wise decision, you radio back. Oh, now boy. fire all your lasers toward the sun so I can be sure you're disarmed. Huh? Oh, he's going to, I guess lasers have finite ammunition. You're going to find out. Within a few minutes, your scanner has analyzed laser bursts from the X2. You can hardly believe how well things are going. It will take three days for the vampire ship to recharge its cannons, which okay. sounds like a bad bunch of cannons. He's yes. practically in your hands. Rendezvous is directed by telemetry from my computer, you order. We'll comply, the vampire radios back. Weird. You instruct this the computer. Weird. Yeah. You instruct the computer to follow up by directing the vampire to bring the X2 alongside your ship. Your oh, plan no. is to okay. board it, keeping the vampire. That's a very bad plan. No, it's, it's going to be fine. That's your the plan... trick, is that he just wants you to come on board because he's a vampire and you're it's a It's fine. Boy. I think it's fine. Your plan is to board it, keeping the vampire controlled with your FFG, obviously. Then you'll stun him enough so you can tie him up with a lyrium wire, the only material strong enough to hold a vampire. 46 minutes to rendezvous, the computer reports. You sit back and check through what has to be. Oh, you sit back and check through what has to be done. You Uh, smile as you think of how clever you are. Oh, boy. (laughs) And your first month of Space Force duty, you're about to capture one of the greatest menaces the solar system has ever seen. And it all seems so easy. Maybe. Laying it on a little thick. Maybe too easy. Okay, at least that occurred to him. You scratch your scalp. Trying to think what dangers may be ahead. Turn to page 75. Ugh, you start to bleed lightly. <laughs> you're bleeding <laughs> you're heavily. You really got to have to stop scratching your scalp. As soon as you're able to lock your Nimbus craft to the X2, you don your spacesuit and open the hatch. With your FFG in hand, you cross over into the other ship and oh, step so into the main living quarters. Mm-hmm. You cautiously, okay. but you thought about it. You scratched your head and thought about sure. how it's probably a bad idea. You cautiously work your way forward. As you start through the main propulsion area, you check the display screen and request an environs scan. Sure. A small object is in motion nearby. The X2's escape castle capsule. Your heart races. The vampire escape can't get castle. very far. Escape castle. <laughs> Dang it. Capsule. <laughs> your heart races. The vampire can't get very far in the capsule, and it's not equipped with weapons. But he must have some plan in mind, and you need one too. Fast. Okay, so at least Two the kid options. knows he needs a plan. <gasps> options here? Uh-huh. If you try to accelerate it. the X2 while it's still locked onto your Nimbus craft, that's a page 94. Okay. If you race back and uncouple the Nimbus from the X2, that's a page 82. I would definitely do the Nimbus. What did you do? I didn't. I did not have time to unhook the Nimbus. Jeez. We're taking the trap, X2 dude. with the Nimbus attached. No, it's this just is a dumb idea. This is a and a half. He's it's not, not tra- in that escape right. capsule. You race to the main controls. You weren't tops at the Academy for uh. nothing. It takes you only a few seconds to activate the propulsion system. You get into bracing position and gently set the X2 into motion. You're not crazy, it's gentle. You smile as you think how the vampire will be left alone in a space capsule that can't take him more than a few million miles. (laughs) Flashing red lights. Oh, this just says flashing red lights on your control panel. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was so in the moment, I didn't realize that that's not even a sentence. That's because it worked because you were in the moment <laughs> yeah. and it actually worked. Status, you shout at the computer. At the same time, you feel... It's a vampire right behind you. That's what the status is. No, that's what you think. It's a trick. At the same time, you feel the air whipping past your face. You're feeling faint. The ship is losing oxygen. Pressure is dropping. So is temperature to more than 200 degrees below zero. Should have gone to the Nimbus. Breach of hull, main hatch, the computer announces. You slap on your space helmet and drink in oxygen. You realize at once what's happened. The force of acceleration tore the two ships apart and ripped off part of the hull of the X-2. Oh, it that's has, on you? Yeah, that's my bad. That's on you? It has you? lost pressure, and suddenly you're shivering and numb with cold. There's no way you can repair the damage. Your oxygen supply will give out soon, but you'll probably freeze even sooner. The only consolation is that the space vampire will never get out of his escape capsule. It only has a range of a few million miles, and the nearest space station is almost 40 million miles away. Turn good, to page good, 112 good. for some reason. Good, 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 good. Then... As you hunch over, cringing against the deepening cold, one last awful thought enters your mind. Something you remember from your last navigational check. Earth is 61 million miles away, moving toward you at 18 miles per second in its orbit around the sun. In less than two months, it will pass within a million miles of the vampire's capsule. Now you understand his plan, his diabolical genius. Almost worse than dying is the thought that the vampire will live to become the terror of the Earth. The end. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, that was good. I thought I was wow, doing so great. It, I kind of blew it for the bad. whole planet. Yeah, you blew it so very bad. Extra blew it. I'm surprised the vampire didn't leave a note to gloat a little bit, like you know, a gloat note, like <laughs> just a gloat a, like a little something on the dashboard that's like, "I'm gonna go to Earth," <laughs> you know, just for you. Enjoy the cold. I'm going what to grade Earth. did you get in math? I wonder. Oh, I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Surely you never passed your quantum mechanics exam. <laughs> I love to do equations. <laughs> One equation. <laughs> two equations. <laughs> the square root of negative five. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Epic adventure, but I definitely blew it. That's a good adventure. You blew it really bad. Really bad. There's a couple branches in there, too, that I'm actually kind of excited about. Yeah. Because you made a couple bad choices. I mean, I purposely made the bad choices. I think that's a good call. Maybe get some of those out of the way. Yeah, I was concerned that you would do the same thing. You would want to fly that Nimbus, and then you would probably pick the cooler options I, I was afraid of. And this book is being pretty consistent when you make, like, a truly bad choice that you get a bad result. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think is really satisfying. Yeah, and it's like when Especially you're sitting there, kids. like, all smug and like, yeah, I'm doing great. It's like, yeah. mm, maybe, maybe think about it. have a little humility. Yeah, exactly. Um, delightful. Yeah, that was a fun time. All right, Matt, well, how, do you, how would you feel about cleansing the palate with a little quiz? I would love that. My palate re- is all slimy with dried blood and the coldness uh, of the space void space. of space. No. It's a game that we will never stop playing. It's choose your own adventure or dot dot dot. One of the least favorite parts of editing this podcast is because there is a lag. So part of when I edit the podcast is making sure everything lines up. The one of my least favorite parts is lining up that music with you singing the music because i just i'm never 100 percent sure what you're going for on a week-to-week basis it's all gold don't get it's me wrong always, i'm always singing exactly to the beat 
All right, so this quiz <laughs> is choose your. Uh, this quiz is another awesome user suggestion. I'm calling them users nice. again. Users. I don't think you're users. I mean, you're using the podcast. Just like I us, guess. they're hooked on that C Y O A hot stuff. <laughs> they're users like we are. Um, on Twitter, uh, at Roll to Play Pod from the Roll to Play Podcast, oh, yeah. which is a delightful podcast. You guys should all check out. You can find it on all the different places where podcasts are. Um, suggested choose your own adventure or Atari 2600 game title. Nice. I have a prediction for and this quiz. bonus points for including a link to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so <laughs> That's nice. That's a lot of bonus points. And uh, Matt, yeah. I got to tell you, thank you. Double thank you for the suggestion because this list is next level. Yeah. There yeah, I looked at it when I was deciding the last quiz, last quiz. Did you really? Oh, yeah. that's gonna make so this I looked quiz at it for easier. Fun. No, I didn't. I didn't memorize it, All but right. I do have a prediction for this quiz. Even though it does it? not sound like a choose your own adventure, yeah, I'm betting one of the options is Circus Atari. <laughs> I did not include because Circus all the Atari. fun we had playing Circus Atari as kids. <laughs> we played that game a lot, and there's no way it was actually a good game, right? <laughs> well, it was hilarious because the clowns—you had the two clowns, and you could play two-player, right? Yeah. And it was—I think you alternate who's moving the seesaw. So, like, when I'm, my, my guy's up in the air, and you have to move the seesaw under. Sure, but sure. But if you don't, then the clown hits the ground, and it does that <laughs> sound effect when you die. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, your I little love that legs—it's <laughs> like a flat body, and the legs just. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> you did not like it when I did not catch you, and that happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was messed up. Did it make me sad? Yeah, it made you very angry. There was Speaking screaming. Clowns, I feel like I do want to share this one little story. Okay. Uh, my kid, she's four, and she was playing a game. She wanted to play a game where we were playing Guess the Monster, yeah. and she would think of a monster like, she would, you know, vampire, werewolf, and give me clues, and I'd have to guess it. And then she did one where she was like, okay, this one has pom-poms all over it, and <laughs> it lives in the circus. And I'm like, what's the circus? I don't know, a uh, dragon? And she's like, no, no, it lives in the circus. And I was like, <laughs> like a ghost, maybe? And she's like, no, it has pom-poms all over it, and it lives in the circus. And I was like, do you mean a clown? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's a clown. And I'm like, buddy, clowns clowns aren't monsters. And she looked at me real puzzled. Yeah. I was like, no, clowns are just people, and they're in like a, a, a costume. It's like for fun. And she was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, and she like laughed a whole bunch, and I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> My favorite thing about that is that her concept of the circus is that there's a bunch of very talented performers who have chosen to work in this place full of monsters, <laughs> monsters. <laughs> because their calling to like swing on a trapeze or make horses uh-huh. do tricks is yeah. so powerful, so powerful and, and important, it's so meaningful to them. They will brave clowns. They know one of them has to get fed to the clowns every night to appease them and their dark desires, but they still care so much about their art. Uh, so this one might be a little bit beautiful. more Fast and Furious, All right, let's even do. before we get to Lightning Round, because there were so many good titles. Are okay. you ready? Yeah, I am ready. The China Syndrome. Oh, that is Choose Your Own Adventure. I'm sorry. That really? Is an Atari 2600 game. Yes. And then there's not, a lot of them don't really have links right. or more information, but yes. <laughs> I think the China syndrome is actually just like it helps you practice math. Encounter at L five. Choose an adventure. I'm sorry, that's an Dang, Atari right. 2600 game. <laughs> uh, jungle Hunt. Well, I want to say choose your own because that sounds so much like an Atari game. I'm sorry, you're thinking of Jungle Safari. 
Which is a choose your own adventure. I promise I wasn't. Hunt. <laughs> it's an Atari <laughs> that's really good. game. Stock car champion. Um, that's going to be, that's Atari. That's a choose your own adventure. Gosh darn it. <laughs> the best quiz of all time. That's brutal. Custer's Revenge. Atari. You're right. That is an Atari game. Which sounds kind of dark. At one. Yeah. Revenge doesn't. Oh boy. Right? Right? Because who's he revenging on? Let's just get it straight. Himself for being such a goof. It's just <laughs> the guy sitting in a chair, and then that same guy walking, pacing back and forth, berating really the guy it. in the chair. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? Slap. Oh, Custer. <laughs> Do you want to keep going with that? Yeah. No, no, no. no I, I mean, done. with the joke that you I was doing. lost in thought. I was sorry. <laughs> I felt like you had some. some um, no, I don't have anything else. You don't have any more runway there? All right. I, I mean, I could go on for a long time, but I think I should stop. Night Driver. Atari. <laughs> Such a good title. <laughs> it's really good. Plus, you're just driving at night, and you have to be, like, extra careful, you think? Yeah, and the music is, like, probably chill. It's like, beep, This is how you make me crash. Because frustrated. Super Bike. Ah, choose your own adventure. Nice catch, nice catch. <laughs> Good try. Mission, survive. Oh, choose your own adventure. That's an Atari 2600. <laughs> Skydiver. Oh, man, come on. It's got to be... That's Atari. Yes, that is Atari. Good job. Terror Island. Uh, choose your own adventure. Yes, that's right. Yes. Escape from the Mind Master. Choose your own adventure. That's Atari 2600. What? Wait, isn't there a Mind Master in Choose Your Own? <laughs> You're thinking of the oh, no 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 um that is the uh, what is it I can't remember now the uh, the power master power master power master dang mm-hmm. it <laughs> <laughs> survival island <laughs> survival island Atari that's right it's Atari yes. you did it kung fu master. Atari. Dang it. No, wait. That's, that's not Atari. <laughs> Shoot. Final answer. What's your final answer? I'll stick with what I said. I know. It is wrong. Atari. Is it really? Choose Your Own Adventure is Master of Kung Fu, not oh. Kung Fu Master. <laughs> Riddle of the Sphinx. Uh, choose Your Own Adventure. Atari 2600. Come sorry. on. Oh, it's Mystery of the Sphinx, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. For choose Your Own. Beat them and eat them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beat them go. and eat them. I'm going to go Atari. That's right. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Choose your own adventure. I'm sorry, it's both. Atari. Thank you, yes. Hey. Volcano. Uh, choose your own adventure. Yes. Scuba Diver. Choose your own adventure. I'm sorry, you're thinking of Treasure treasure Diver. <laughs> Scuba Diver is an Atari 2600. <laughs> Skateboarding, A Radical Adventure. Whoa, Atari. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, Danger Zones. Danger Zones? Mm-hmm. Oh, Atari. That's a choose your adventure. Dang, dang. What? <laughs> the guy who wrote um, Spooky Thanksgiving wrote Danger Zones. And then now the final one. Are you ready for it? I, yeah, I think. 50-50. Earth Dies Screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm assuming that's Atari, but that's that pretty intense Atari. for Atari. It's Did you look pretty... that one up? I didn't, but let me let me do it right now. Okay. Earth dies 
Screaming. That's terrific. The Earth Dies Screaming is the best title in the history of the world. I don't really know what it's about. It was put out by 20th Century Fox. Was it a? It wasn't a movie, was it? it yeah, it was it a, movie. a movie. Oh, it was? Yeah. Uh, okay, so that explains the insane title. Maybe a Tom Waits um, song? I, I, I'm assuming it's a Tom Waits song. Maybe the UB40 covered a Tom Waits song? I'm going to listen to this UB40 video. Did you just say UB40 covered a Tom Waits song? Because I feel like that is one of the signs of the apocalypse. <laughs> well, then we're it's in trouble. UB40 covering a Tom Waits song. Anybody can go to YouTube and watch UB40, The Earth Dies Screaming. <laughs> if you want a very chill, fun, apocalyptic jam. Is, is it fun? Is it a fun jam? I only listened to a couple of seconds. And yes, it's UB40. It's pure fun. All right. Okay, cool. I'm just um, kidding. So, UB40 is not pure fun. They're mostly fun with a real healthy swirl of, of shame. <laughs> uh, all right. So thank you to Roll to Play Podcast for the amazing suggestion. Going through that list of Atari titles was Yeah, thanks the a lot for that week. way hard quiz. Yeah, I really I really nailed you. You got about a 10% mm. that time. No, I didn't. Yeah, you've been... I nailed you. 30, I banged 30%. you. I banged you with that one. <laughs> Okay, well, let's what? just edit that out. That's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you didn't do very good. You're right. All I right, I not. want to hear the rest of my adventure. <laughs> You're desperate to hear the rest of your adventure. You're the Where only person we, in the uh, world who knows what it was. <laughs> I don't remember it at this moment. Where did we part ways? We, um, we parted oh, ways. Uh, you chose to... Oh, fight some aliens. Fight some aliens. I'm, I'm cruising to give some bruisins. <laughs> To some canopies and... Bracing okay. stations, the captain calls out, then to the computer, Hyper 3. Mm-hmm. And then this is when you realize that he's not taking your advice. You've proven your bravery, Osprey, but not your intelligence. Ooh. <laughs> he pats your shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, Osprey. Uh, three days later, you're shooting pool at the officer's club on Demos Base 3, waiting for reassignment. You're making terrible <laughs> shots because you're fighting mad. Fighting mad. No, fighting mad. Fighting, you're fighting mad. <laughs> you're fighting mad. Um, so, yeah, it's a really disappointing situation. Mm. You decide to take a stroll around the base. Mm-hmm. You're so cheesed off about being stripped of your elite rating. But then you realize you actually still have your security clearance because of the inefficiency of space bureaucracy. Yeah, come on, space bureaucracy. Step it up. And ahead of you is a small hangar. Just a normal hangar, not a space hangar. This is a regular. The door is open, revealing the newest experimental craft in the Space Force, the K. One, this is when you see this awesome radical spacecraft and you kind of walk up to it because you got security clearance and you're like, yeah, this is the coolest spacecraft in the history of spacecrafts. And the choice is to either borrow the K-1 and set out on your own private mission to capture the space vampire to regain your glory or play it safe and follow the rules. I decide to take this Bobby for a test ride. (laughs) So that takes me to page six. Sophisticated as the K-1 is, its beautifully designed servo computer makes the ship relatively easy to fly, at least for someone who has mastered its technical aspects. <laughs> for someone this who knows kid... how to fly it, it's pretty easy. <laughs> for... We don't learn much about the protagonist because it's us, but this kid might be the worst one yet. He, he doesn't complain so as much, and he much can't do himself. things. He can actually fly a spaceship. That's true. He can't actually do the things he says he can do. So this is that great page where he punched horrible, in the right? emergency takeoff code because everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! He's taking the he's taking the ship." Your craft is tilting into a launch aspect. Uh oh. 
which I love. Then you it's remember, probably I have to pr- press the launch key. So then I press the launch key. It takes me to page 26. Instantly, you feel a tremendous acceleration of the K1 lifting off. You black out. <laughs> when you wake up, you're in deep space. I guess just free floating. I don't know. Um, I like that. Like, you steal this spaceship and like a blast off. You're like, this is amazing. Uh. <laughs> this is a good sentence. A good science oh, sentence, though. What is it? By the optical distortion of nearby constellations, you can tell you're traveling at Metaspeed. Yeah. That's that was pretty the other. Rad. That was my number six. I almost went into the top five. Ah, oh, it's very good. I like it. Uh, you, don't know if you, pursu- space, so. you don't Sorry. know if you were pursued by an attack craft or not. Um, you look blacked at the out. computer and it has a, a math equation on it that no one will ever understand. Right. And you decide to send an intersect course for the Petya. Um, you, when you're wondering if Space Force is going to try and come get you. Right. But K-1 is super duper duper crazy fast, so you should totally be able to get away from them. It, by my count, there are, are there three extremely fast ships in this book? Um, or so two. the one that I, the Nimbus is just very maneuverable. It's fast, but okay. it's not that fast. X2 this is faster than speed. the Nimbus. The K1 is faster than the X2. We definitely need some charts and graphs about this. All of yeah, the different definitely. ships and equipment. Okay. The K1 is a superior spaceship. So this is a great page. Ways. We did this page with Eli too. Yeah. After preparing a meal from the craft's kitchen era, you ask the computer to advise you how to fight a space vampire. And it tells you all about kitchen era. Did I forget about that? What it page says is kitchen that? era, page 30. <laughs> it's the first sentence. Kitchenera, which is like that should have been in the science thing. Why Kitchenera? I've never heard of a Kitchenera. Kitchenette, kitchen station, cook station, hot station. I'll be in the Kitchenera. <laughs> kitchenera. <laughs> Who makes the spaghetti in the Kitchenera? You ask the computer how to advise you on a fight a space vampire. It tells you it says they can only be killed by sunlight stronger than that at midday on Mars. Which makes me feel like at some point we're going to be on Mars with the vampires, yeah. and they're not yeah, going to yeah, be killed yeah. by the sunlight. Waiting for that sun to come up. Yep, they have almost superhuman strength, blah, 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 clever and persuasive. You have two M30 FFGs. What a spacecraft. Craft. But maybe you should contact your friend Steve, who's stationed at Delta Base. And this is where I branch off from Eli, because Excellent. Steve did not come through for us. That's true. Even in the slightest. So I'm going to proceed directly to intercept the Petya. And this is where I'm turning that page six. Before. All right, page six. New page. New page. With half the Space Force looking for you, you don't dare try to get help. You take, you'll take, you take on the Space Vampire yourself. The K-1 is not only fast, it accelerates and decelerates more quickly than any craft in the fleet. Okay, nice. And the nav- That's maneuverable. And the navigational system operates flawlessly. Within a few hours, you're coasting to a rendezvous with a Petya. Pulling alongside the silver-hulled vessel, you have a weird sensation, as if you're visiting an Egyptian tomb. There's no way you can tell how many passengers are still alive inside, but you can almost feel death through the skin of the Petya. That's evocative. That is evocative. Right? It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is evocative. Yeah. Outer space is creepy. Yep. You shudder as you... It, does the skin... Does the ship actually have skin? I'm assuming that it literally has actual skin. Like it's biotechnology. Like they actually created a type of skin, an outer space proof skin. No, it's just like tradition the for the graduating class of Space Academy to <laughs> put a little bit to, of their skin on the ship. Off, <laughs> to flay off uh, several inches of skin and just slap it up against the spaceship. Right, whenever there's a new ship. It it's sticks like, pretty good. It's like cracking the champagne bottle on there. Yeah, and then you can yeah. smell the ships coming through the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It don't smell that bad. That should smell worse. <laughs> that should definitely smell worse. Uh, after taking a deep breath, you snap on your space helmet, grab the FFG, leap into space, and jet to the Petya's main hatch. 
Quickly, almost too quickly, you think the hatch slides open. You step inside a dark cube-shaped room. The outer door closes behind you. You hear a hissing of air. The inner door slides open, and you step into a well-lighted corridor. Again with the well-lighted. Yeah, weird. Okay. So regionalism, right? Huh? The cave of time was like. Yeah. You go into that cavern. It was a well-lighted cavern. Well-lighted. That's odd. It's so. What it means is, it doesn't mean that it's bright. It is bright usually, but it's also where the lights are. It's good placement. Yeah, really good, good placement. Coverage. You gain gotcha. optimal coverage and uh, nice shadows. The lighting is good. It's yeah. well lighted. Gotcha. Okay. It's well lighted. Where is everybody? Who let you in? You'd almost rather <laughs> face the vampire than this emptiness. You walk forward cautiously looking really? for the control room. If there's anyone on this ship, someone must be on watch. Suddenly, mm-hmm. suddenly, <laughs> here's the suddenly, a man is standing before you. His black hair Whoa. glistens in the fluorescent light. Fluorescent light? We're still rocking fluorescent yeah, light? Yeah, it can't be that well lighted if it's fluorescent light. <laughs> fluorescent. His face is so white, he looks like a robot or an android. So, okay, I guess robots oh. have white faces Ooh. in this world. <laughs> white skin faces. Hey, are you a robot, an android, or a vampire? And don't lie. <laughs> don't lie. I'm going to be looking right into your eyes to make sure I can tell if you're lying or not. But you Bleep, can tell. Bleep, I am a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> but you can tell that his eyes, his great hollow eyes, are real. Mm. You mm. not only see them, you feel them boring into your brain. Whoa! Page forty-four. The vampire advances toward you, step by step by step. The usual Fingers. way. <laughs> <laughs> left and then right, and then right, and then <laughs> left again. <laughs> your fingers twitch as you try to aim your FFG. But the highest part of your brain, the part that makes judgments, is paralyzed by the deathly glare of the vampire who steps closer, 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 until with one swift motion he seizes your neck. In that fleeting moment, you realize weapons are useless against this creature, whose great power lies not just in the spe- in speed or strength, but in his irresistible will. Whoa. The end. Whoa. It's not just weapons that are useless. It's also human brains. Hey, he's just he's just doing the shuffle. He's kind of doing like a fun little shuffle. It's got a silhouette illustration of a vampire. It looks like he's having fun. Shuffle. Do the shuffle. Do the shuffle. Do the shuffle. Yeah, so it didn't work out so great. Yeah, it seems like one uh, thing we've learned is there. a little kid going face-to-face with a vampire is a bad plan always. Going rogue is not yeah. necessarily the Space Force way. Um, except sometimes when it is. You went rogue once, and it worked yeah. out, but you were not actually alone. Yeah, and I had Maurice's garlic if Maurice hadn't been there for me. So that wasn't full rogue. You had a yeah. buddy with you. That's true. That was like a rogue group. Yeah. A rogue bunch. A rogue lot The rogue bunch So I felt a little disappointed by that one I got a little bit of new flavor It was pretty cool man Yeah but it was just kind of like A vampire death There wasn't really anything In the middle there And I think it's just that I got A pretty hardcore vampire death last time too Yeah But that's okay I'm I'm, I'm ready to get that out of the way But I'm starting to wonder like Are most of the innings left Just like you getting bit by a vampire vampire. (laughs) It's definitely possible Yes. That's fair. I keep, as I'm going through, as I'm doing my reads, I keep flashing by that page where it has a picture of the girl with a knife, and it's making me crazy. 
Yeah, there's I mean, an illustration in the book anything. of that yeah. girl with that knife, and we have not even met her. As no, far I don't as even know tell. what spaceship she's on. I can't figure it out. I don't know. One we'll day. get there. Yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> so who do you think? Who do you think had the better adventure? This it's is a, a tricky very one. good question. Um, I think you because you had more new things happened, and more. Uh, it was a lot long. More, it was more of a roller coaster, like. You got him to surrender the ship, you thought, but he didn't really surrender the ship. But then you tore the ship in half <laughs> by driving yeah, it was a mistake. Yeah. And like you had a plan. You had a couple plans in a row that were kind of fun. It was a lot of choices to make. And it was cool that the vampire had such a diabolical plan, if indeed that vampire had that diabolical plan. Yeah. And if indeed my math was right about him being within reach of the planet Earth. Yeah, you were seconds from... <laughs> like your final breath yeah. of oxygen. So yeah. like on a way that been, match could be. <laughs> yeah, it might have been a little <laughs> bit a little bit off. But it makes it it does make it I think it does make it more exciting to hold back and forth with him there. Yeah. So I think that yours was the by far the more interesting adventure. And in this case where we both died, I think that's the winning case. At least the death that I got was um that sort of warm, not warm, but that recognizable, comfortable blacking out sensation that I'm so used to as a space traveler. That's true. <laughs> yeah, for me, like I think if I was that kid, I would definitely yeah. be like, okay, I'm about to die. Yeah. I'm just going to shift into hyper mode real quick yeah. before that be like, happens so I could just black out. And, time uh, to hype out one last. Then he'd die. He had already hyped it. He was dead. Time to. Go to that big oblique course in the sky. <laughs> so, uh, aspect, launch aspect for heaven. <laughs> Space, heaven. <laughs> I think that's the book that he hasn't written, is what, or like, I would love for one of these branches to just be like, you die, but it doesn't end. Yeah. And you're at like, in the clouds with like, St. Peter. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first choice of the book is uh, you're late for school. You're running down the street and you see a puppy in the road and it's about to get hit by a car. Do you save the puppy yep. or do you not there save the puppy? There it and is. If you save the puppy, you get hit by a car, you go to heaven. If you don't save the puppy, you still get hit by that car and you go to yeah. the other place. <laughs> and then, then, then your adventures begin. Or like the first question in the book is like, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? <laughs> If yes, turn to this page. No, turn to this page. Yeah, that's good. That would be an interesting one, too. Hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, okay. Well, congratulations, Matt. Let me play your victory song. Oh, thanks. I'm sorry. I haven't made you a new one. I'm surprised you haven't made me a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And Very much in control. I thought that. about it. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely sitting here being like, there's nothing I can do about this. <sighs> Gotta do the thing. But then you said that out loud. And now there's a million things I can do. About yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, it's been quite a ride through the starry skies with you all. Oh, that tonight. was nice. I like that. Thanks again for the awesome quiz suggestion. If anybody else has any amazing oh, yeah, quiz man. suggestions, please send them our way. And um, if you have a moment to leave a review about our podcast on whatever thing that you listen to it on, <clears throat> That's always fun for us, and it encourages other people to listen to it. Or you can just tell other people to listen to it too, if you think it might be their jam. Yeah, if you ever if don't actually, even know if you see it. people and talk to people, like right to their face and stuff, you could say yeah. anything. The weird thing is, 
Most people don't even know about this podcast. Yeah, almost all people don't know. The majority of, I think this is right. Correct me if my math is wrong. I think yeah. the majority of people on earth yeah. don't know about this podcast. That's right. And don't, and don't listen to it. That is, your math is correct. So there's work to be done there, but that's not all on you. I'll tell <laughs> yeah. somebody about it. This we really only have one goal with this podcast, and that is for every <laughs> earthling to li- listen to it. Not like every week, but yeah, to have you know. listened to some of it. Yeah, to be able to have a conversation with yeah. someone else about it. That's right. All right, everybody. And you know, right now, Chris, it seems very far yeah. away. Hmm. But for everybody else, we're only a week out from something special. Um, the Ides of March? That's right. Can guess. No, it's a special thing that we're doing that we hinted at before. Oh, yeah. Next week's podcast. Um, I don't think we're going to go into too much detail, but we've been we're going working into zero on it detail for a while. And uh, it's going to, let's just say it's going to be a very special episode. Yeah. Except that we actually haven't really started working on it yet. Yeah, from talking the time in the future where we're tense. recording. Yeah. But we're saying that we have been working on it for a long time. Yeah. Which is weird. It's, but we have I mean, been. We're, we're committing now. by saying that. Yeah. I'll say I mean, this. Yeah. It's the best thing we've ever created. The bar is low. Bar is low. So I think it's going to be the best no matter what. Um, <laughs> so thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to sponsors. Adidas. Adidas. Um, Kitchenera. Kitchenera. Uh, for all your kitchen needs, small or big, orbital or extra orbital. Yeah. <laughs> go to Kitchenera. And then... We'll see you guys next week. But until then, make sure to keep your kitchen drier than yourself. What is it? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Keep, keep your business Make sure dry to hype out on an oblique <laughs> course. Of course.